Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Path. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Froth here at Thought Eater Podcast and Blog. Hope you're doing well, having a great weekend. Happy Sunday. Thank you for listening. And uh, not my normal Sunday show today. We didn't end up playing the Night Below game last night. I, I guess mostly due to the holiday. It's just people out of town and unable to play and it was going to be like, you know, two people could play. So it just didn't happen, but I still got to get in a couple of games this weekend. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about those in place of the night below game. It's kind of a tale of two games. One was great. One not so great. So I'll start with the not so great. So Friday I jumped in a Starfinder society game. Now look, I'm not, it's not, I'm not going to blame the GM for for the game, really, because part of the reason it wasn't so great is just because that's the nature of these uh, organized play games in a lot of ways. You know, they, the adventures are all designed to fit in a specific amount of time, so you're very heavily railroaded. There's very few random elements, and that, that's not just Starfinder. That's Pathfinder Society. That's uh, uh, certainly the old... 4e living Greyhawk was that way um and adventurers league is the same way it's just as bad but it's the kind of thing where if you're desperate for a game to get in on something you know you're willing to you know willing to go through it because a lot of the times that i can play is, is it's not ongoing campaigns it's just to have one night to play and so that's the kind of thing it is you know, at least you get to see your character progress over time and everything like that and, and i don't dislike starfinder it overall is uh, a little complex for my taste, um, but there are definitely things I like about it. Uh, I was getting to play my Android character, Viger, that I was calling Viger because I couldn't remember, did not remember the what the menace, you know, the, from Star Trek, the first Star Trek movie in, was. Um, and so for a while I was like, huh, no one knows what Viger is, you know, and it's because I was the one that was wrong. I think that was Rich Frazier from Cockatrice Nuggets pointed that out. It was either Rich or maybe Logan from um, Swordbreaker. But, but anyway, got to play Viger, and again, it was just a railroad deal. The one thing that I was excited about is I, you know, I played a couple of these games, and uh, the game, every game I'd played so far, the starship combat hadn't happened, and um, so finally got to try that. I was excited about trying it, but it ended up being really dull, really, really dull. Um, you know, it goes in phases, and like so, the engineer will make a check, a pilot will make a check, and move, blah blah blah. You get around, shoot, repeat. And, um, the, the first one, especially, you know, you're just in empty space. So there's no, you know, there's no terrain in space. There's no terrain. Uh, so it was just really repetitive. Um, and, uh, every, both sides were missing a lot. So you're kind of like going through the motions to make a check, do this, target this, move around in a circle, chasing each other shoot mess and then after doing that for you know 25 minutes it's just like whoa you know how did they manage to make something as inherently exciting as starfinder you know starship combat this bad 
And then I was thinking about it, a lot of systems, it seems like it's that way. And I think part of it is like going into phases, you know, they, it's not that it's a bad, you know, idea to have different players be kind of good at different things, you know, different parts of the starship, like computers and the engineering and the captain and the pilot and all that. And, but in play, it just never quite. I think part of it is it's a lot less exciting to say, oh, I'm going to, what are you going to do? I'm going to man the computers, you know. I think it's probably more exciting to, to pilot or shoot the guns than uh, just say, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this to the computers, you know. Um, and I was trying to think of, like, what a better way to do it would be because it, it's like that in several games. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't spent too much time thinking about it, but I think some kind of system where it's a, it's a series of group checks where everybody's participating in every phase would be the way to go. Um, and maybe have somebody be the lead or, or something where everybody's rolling each time, keep you more engaged. And then, uh, and then I don't know they got to do something with the, if everybody's missing just over and over, it just got, it got tedious, but, but anyway, um, Again, it's just a necessary evil, I think, uh, of of organized play and and that kind of thing, for it to be a little bit railroaded and all that, or a lot railroaded. But um, I think you know, in the right hands, there could be a, a really killer start. You know, somebody could run a great Starfinder game, and maybe you know, if you had the Starfinder starship combat going with multiple targets and everybody had their own ship or something like that. Maybe it would be a little bit different, but when everybody's going through the motions of uh, a series of checks and uh, it all leads to a mess on both sides and then you're just doing that over and over, boy, it was not, uh, it was not exciting, but like I say, some nights I just have off or there's a holiday or something and I search around trying to find something and that's pretty much all you can find, you know, five E will almost be always be filled. And then you can sometimes get in a Starfinder or pathfinder. If anybody was running anything old school or classic or, um, you know, I always use the example of the Moro project. If somebody was running a one shot of the Moro project, oh, I would have been in it, but as it was, it was Starfinder. So, so that was the bad game. Um, uh, so, but then the good game happened and that happened today. And, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of anchorites folks that listen to these podcasts, uh, are familiar with Jason Hobbs. that does the Hobbs and friends podcast as well as random screed. And, um, Hobbs runs this Kalamata game. That's, uh, set. It's kind of a, a twist or a reimagining or revision of the treasure vaults of Zadabad. Um, I hope I'm saying Zabadad or Zadabad. And uh, I had seen that for Dungeon Crawl Classics. I didn't realize that there's, uh, I guess, a Swords and Wizardry or, or another version of it. But cool adventure, hex crawl on this island and stuff. Pretty awesome. And uh, Hobbs has built, you know, the island, I believe, is called Kalamata in the module too. And Hobbs has built this, you know, hex crawl off of it. And has a game where I think if you um, support um, Hobbs's Patreon, you can also play in these games that he streams online and everything else. So I'm definitely going to be looking at that Patreon because it seems like they play some Sunday mornings, which is 
ends up being a pretty good time for me, at least sometimes, because the, the rest of the family's still asleep and all that, and um, I don't have to work. But I was excited about this one because uh, several other anchorites were all playing in there. For example, uh, Colin from Spike Pit was on there. Uh, Rfed, a.k.a. Rocks Fall Everyone Dies, was playing. Um, as well as TJ from the Malodorous uh, Miasma. I forget the other M. I don't have it open right now. The Triple M Satirical Anchor Podcast, which is just unbelievably hilarious and um so i got to jump in on there um with some folks and it was uh it was a lot of fun and uh they're playing bx so i had rolled up a, a character ended up being a halfling and i had like a four charisma not like a four charisma i had a four charisma and so in the setting the the halflings all kind of live out in this area the gray wastes and uh i made characters have all these problems and name him Kiki. And so it's, hey, I'm Kiki. I'm, I'm, I'm from the gray waste. Um, yeah, you know, um, I've got a tremendous overbite and, uh, yeah, I, I have a, a an exceedingly rare skin condition and a severe allergy. So, uh, but I'm, you know, so he's got all these problems and I'm imagining him being like almost like a domestic, early domesticated dog. Like he, he hung around the camps watching people go off on adventures long enough to where he'd slowly get closer until they started throwing him scraps of food or something. <laughs> so he finally dared to go on adventure. And, uh, so it was good stuff. We, these way these West Marches games are set up is, is really good for uh, for one shots. You know, everybody will meet in like an area, try to hire on some some uh, men at arms and uh, torch bearers and stuff, and then uh, you go out and hex crawl and basically you, you earn XP based on each unexplored hex you you enter and uh, kind of slowly map out the world and have these adventures. And the, the one today was uh, we we came across some like fish creatures, fish-like creatures, looking something like uh, Kuatoa, but not exactly. And they, they were doing some kind of ritual in the woods uh, around this tree and had a combat there. I actually had one player go down. It was kind of like uh, Salim was, was the, the PC. And uh, so it's kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. We'll always remember you, Salim. You know, I hope the gods rest your soul. And by the way, I'm going to loot the body. What do I find? <laughs> you know? I think everybody in this game it seems pretty uh, used to dying. Um, Hobbs is definitely a fair GM, but it's uh, certainly not a, you know, there weren't a lot of punches pulled. Um, you know, so it was a fair but challenging game, I guess I would describe it. And uh, so these fish creatures, you know, the image for it, you know, they don't, they don't have like regular genitalia or anything. There's like, you know, there's not genitalia there and there's not, not genitalia there. There's like these dangling, almost like, uh, like a, like Cthulhu mouth sort of thing going on. So, you know, couldn't help it, but, but, you know, couldn't help but turn a little juvenile there as, you know, at one point Kiki got attacked and, you know, Kiki only stands like three feet, three three foot tall and it's like oh they're danglers they hit me in the, they hit me in the forehead oh nobody told me adventuring would be like this oh 
I don't know. Very sophomoric. Sounds even more sophomoric when I put it on my podcast. <laughs> but it was fun. We were laughing. We were having fun. And uh, Kiki actually went down at one point. Uh, the, the fish have like a, one of them's like a, like a fish shaman or something. And, uh, it can basically cast a version of hold person, kind of like a mass hold person, actually very powerful. And, um, uh, at one point Kiki's luck had ran out and Kiki got frozen in place and just got stabbed with a trident and, uh, went down. One of the house rules of the games is, uh, like after you die, you can roll a, saving throw and you you know might be able to come back and so i somehow m- miraculously came back and uh saw colin from spike pitt's character standing above me i was like oh you're a sight for sore eyes no seriously my eyes are sore i have severe allergies oh and uh anyway it was fun you know what was really fun is that you know everybody on here is you get to know people podcasting on here over time just from calling in the shows and everything and maybe, you know, chatting a little bit back and forth on the discord. But what was cool is, you know, playing, playing with folks because people's personality, you know, nobody's fake. I don't know. I mean, somebody might be, but nobody's really, nobody seems to be fake, you know, on podcasting on here. It's one of the good things about anchor is it's, uh, it's really people's personalities. They're true kind of true personalities. Um, and, uh, that shown through during the game and it was just good. It felt like everybody was a friend, even though in reality, we all kind of barely know each other. Many of us barely know each other, but, uh, it was, it was, it was good, good crowd. So I'm going to try to aim to play, play that some more, especially since Kiki miraculously survived, um, fun character. I actually would have been sad if Kiki had died because it, it turned, uh, I've got a, I've taken a liking to Kiki despite all despite the allergies and despite this this rare skin condition I I'm I'm intensely loyal, you know. I I'm intensely loyal to my friends, so but uh, everybody had a good time um and Hobbs ran a great game. So that was a nice kind of chaser after the get rid of that aftertaste of the the Starfinder experience. Plus, the thing with that Starfinder game is it took like, you know, five hours or something, and it was like five encounters. You know what I mean? Those adventures um, are so bloated, you know, for, for the, the society games. You know, you, they'll end up being 25 to 30 pages, and, and, it, and it really amount to, you know, three to five encounters over, you know, 25 pages. It's, it's incredible. It's just how much of a difference a difference there is, um, between systems. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's what, that's what I've got for y'all. I wanted to drop something on y'all today and, uh, I really enjoyed the game. I was laughing. Everybody was having a good time. So, um, I thought I'd mention that a big thank you to, to Hobbs for, for allowing me to try it out. And, uh, it's fun to play with all the folks on there. Um, uh, so, uh, I know Aaron was playing a, a cool magic user that got us out of a bunch of, a bunch of trouble without those sleep spells and, and web and all that, it would have been a, it would have been a bloodbath. So 
And then I, f I forget the name of the person that was playing um, Salim, so forgive me for that. But uh, it was TJ, who does the Triple M podcast, RFED, Colin, and of course Hobbs. So I appreciate it, all of y'all having me and uh, letting me have some fun with y'all. So anyway, that's what I have for y'all today. Like I said, just wanted to drop something on y'all. Uh, sure, appreciate people listening. Thank you uh, for the support. Um, had a great month for my blog and a great week last week for my podcast. It was my best week <clears throat> as far as listens that I've had since I started about seven months ago. And uh, I had a record for the, the blog as well. And uh, so... I sure just want people to know I really appreciate you looking at the blog or, or listening and checking stuff out. It's much appreciated. Uh, next you'll hear from me will be a Top 3 Tuesday. I've already got one from RFED. I might just center around this one. It's a great, great, great question. Uh, something that I really enjoy, so I'm looking forward to that one. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to the folks backing me on Patreon. Appreciate y'all. Patreon.com forward slash thought eater it's only a dollar a month if you want to support the program blog or anything else i'm doing you can check that out um, as i mentioned uh, a couple last or a couple episodes ago um, while i'm waiting on to see if anchor sends me a, a commercial i can stand bringing to y'all if anybody's interested in sponsoring the podcast wants me to plug your stuff your kickstarter or whatever if it's something gaming related and you want to talk about that, being a sponsor on the Thought Eater podcast, let me know. Anybody can send me a message on Anchor or y'all can email me, frothsoftfrothsof at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the Thought Eater blog. Logan, let's do it. Sickly platypus, a psychic grenade. Zeroing in on your mental trade. Gonna help you escape from the grind. Thought eater gonna blow your mind. Boom, 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 boom,